Thanks for checking out the Harvest Valley Church podcast. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are accepted. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages and challenges you. Now here is the Sunday AM message. I love how we honk and give. This is great. Might be a tradition we start. All right. Well, welcome everyone again. Uh, we're excited today to have online church as well as drive-in church. As many as you know, we've been going through a difficult season as a, as a nation. But how many know God has an answer for it? Amen. We're going to talk about that answer today. Um, you know, my, my, my dog is, is now 12 years old. But when we had her as a puppy, she was always running out of the house. She was one of those escape artist dogs where every time we would leave or the door open, she'd just shoot out and we'd have to send out a search and rescue team to go get her. And it would take hours, literally, to find her. Now, at 12 years old, she's not like that anymore. In fact, she takes about five steps out of the house and wants to come back in. A little different situation, and it, it's refreshing for us. But um, I was thinking about that as it relates to Noah. Noah had... A rogue bird on his hand. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 8, we're going to look at that, this story of Noah. And uh, I believe God has a word for us as a church through it. It says in verse 6 of chapter 8 of Noah, uh, Genesis, So it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark he had made. Verse 7, Then he sent out a raven. Say a raven. A raven which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out for himself a dove to see if the waters had re receded from the face of the ground. So here we see God's, God, or excuse me, Noah sends out two birds. And the reason why Noah did this was the ark only had two openings. It had an entrance and it had a window at the top of the ark for ventilation. And uh, unlike the, the, the uh, movies that you might have seen about Noah, he, it w he didn't go on a promenade deck of a cruiser to look out and see where he was going. He was actually blinded by what he was go coming into. And that's why he needed the birds. And so we find in verse 10, notice what happens. And he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark then the dove came to him in the evening and behold a fresh plucked olive leaf was in her mouth and Noah knew the waters had receded from the earth so he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove which did not return again to him anymore so just to recap so here we are Noah is 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 uh, cruising down the water and he just lands right in the in, 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 a, in a mountain, Mount Ararat, we know that later. And here he struck, strikes land. And it's there where he has to find out if he is still subdued or if the land is, uh, if he's actually gone on shore of the land. So he sends these birds out. And then we see in verse 16, notice, he, uh, go, the, the Bible says, go out of the ark, you and your wife, the Lord tells him this, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. 
Verse 17, bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound. Say abound. Abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wives and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out from the ark. After I read this account, and, and just to let you know, I've read this account many times. But this past Wednesday, I read it and the Holy Spirit stopped me and says, I got a word for you, Derek. I got a word not just for you, but for the church of Jesus Christ. And that word uh this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I, I pray that this word uh, hits your soul because I believe that it is for you today. And the Lord said to me, it's time. Say time. It's time to test the waters for your sake and to step into the new thing I have prepared for you. Your past is over. The flood waters have rescinded. And now it's time to walk away from your past and onto the new land that I've given you. But you must not tarry. For if you do, you will have to revisit the past once again. After I heard this, the Holy Spirit then dropped four steps in my heart about how to walk away from the past. To enter into that new thing. Say new thing. The new thing that God is giving so these are the four steps that the Lord dropped on my spirit and they correlate to how Noah got out of his ark. But before I get into the steps, I want to put into context what the past is. The past is not kingdom principles, amen? Because kingdom principles go from generation to generation. They are to be carried into every new land that you come into because they are yes and amen. They are the principles about giving, about serving, about loving. They are the principles that honor God first, first and let burdens be released from your life. So let's get into what the past represents that I'm talking about. The past are negative attitudes, fears, old, old ideas, bad influences and habits. Church, these are all relics of the past that need to be walked away from that weigh us down, that cannot be tolerated into the new land that God is giving us. So let's look at these four steps on how to walk. Say walk away. Walk away from the past. The first step is living. The first step to living in the new life that God has is stop controlling your future. Stop controlling your future. I want you to notice what Noah did. When he hit that, that piece of land that, he, that the, the, the ark just screeched on. And that is, he did not blame God, church. He did not blame God. He wasn't upset. He wasn't cursing God and saying, God, how could you do this to me? How could you allow me to be stuck on this piece of land? I was making good time. I was cruising down the water. He didn't say that at all because he had no clue to where he was going. Land was land to him. He, didn't, he was just happy that he was saved from the flood. And he also knew that if God gave him the wisdom to build the ark 
and get his family and the animals and himself in the ark, then he was able to lead him by the Spirit to the place that he needed to be. Here's a great word for you this morning. I, I pray that this hits your heart because it hit mine, and that is this. Don't criticize the obstacle that you've run into, for it just might be the way God is helping you out. This pandemic has, has literally ruined many good plans. I'm looking at some of you in the cars and those that are line, uh, online, you understand this as well. We've had a lot of good plans. We had plans for relationships and plans for career and jobs. We had plans for vacation. We had plans to go and do and whatever those plans were, they've all now been up in the air. Now we are wondering what's next. And it's easy to get upset at God and say, God, how could you do this? I had my six months prepared for me. I had my year plan, my three-year plan, my five-year plan. And the reality is this. It was never our plan to start out with. It's God's plan. It's up to him. Like the Bible says, a man heart plans his way, but it's the Lord that directs the steps. See, Noah knew that he was living on borrowed time. He knew that he was living on God's time. For it was God who rescued him and gave him a second chance at life. Church, listen to me closely. If you are in Christ today, you are no longer your own. You belong to him. You were bought with a price. And it is not no longer your will, but his will. Can I get an amen? Like the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he and he shall direct your path. This is a good thing, isn't it? Because the reality is our plans for the future really are dependent upon what we know from the past. How we perceive the past and how we like the past and what we've seen in the past or experienced in the past. But you need to know something about God. God is not limited by the past. He just doesn't see the past. He sees the future. He knows what he has planned for you. He doesn't have to rely on the restrictions of the past. Like the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.9, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Can I get an amen? So stop controlling your future and let the Lord do what he's good at and that is leading you by his hand amen secondly the second step to walking away from your past is allow the holy spirit to help you allow the holy spirit to help you notice what noah did after he hit land he sent out two birds to discern the land that he was on now the first bird he sent was the raven now the raven never came back See, the raven is one of those birds that can stay airborne for months. It can travel 6,000 miles at, 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 at one time. So when he didn't come back, he knew that there's no guarantee where that raven was and how close he was to dry land. So he sent out the dove. Say the dove. Now, the dove is a different type of a bird. It needs a break every 15 to 20 miles. 
it, it comes back every, if they can't find something, it comes back. And sure enough, the Bible tells us that the dove came back quickly after it was sent because there was no land to, to rest on. So the Bible tells us that Noah waited another week and another week and Noah sent back the dove a third time. And it was the third time that when he sent him back, it took him a little bit longer this time to come home. And sure enough, when that dove came back in the evening, he was carrying an olive branch. And then so Noah waited one more week. And it was after that week that the bird never came back, signifying to Noah that he had found, or that uh, bird had found dry land. This gave Noah the confidence to leave the ark. As it relates to you and I, we're not trying to figure out how to get out of our ark after a horrific flood. But church, let me tell you this, and I can feel this in my spirit. There's many of us that you have been through a flood. You're in a flood right now. And maybe that flood is causing you to stay in that ark. Maybe the flood you're trying to overcome is this pandemic, which has made you so paranoid. It doesn't matter how things have lifted, how many people are acting normal, you still are threatened by your life. Maybe the flood you're trying to overcome is a health scare. You've been given a negative, negative report and you don't know how you're going to transition from it. Maybe the flood you're trying to overcome is the worry of money. It doesn't matter that your needs are being met. You are afraid of how you're going to survive. Maybe your flood is the rejection that you have experienced in your past. And it's caused you to shrink back from opportunities and relationships because of it. You don't want to get hurt again. Maybe your flood is the abuse you experienced. And because of it, it's kept you in a state of fear or anger that you can't get past that, that hurt. Maybe the flood is because of you. Your failures, what you've done, and because of it, it holds you back from trying again. Today, God is passionate to get you out of your past. He wants to get you out of your past with all its fears and restrictions to live the full life that he has afforded you in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? This is what he's called us to but like Noah, we can't do this on our own, church. We need help. Say help. <laughs> Just like Noah needed the dove's help to, to, to figure out if it was safe to get outside. So we need the Holy Spirit to lead us past our past and into the future. I love this analogy of the dove because it brought an olive branch. The olive branch represents peace. It was a sign to Noah that he could go out of the ark. So in the same way, the Holy Spirit has been given to you and I as a sign, as a, as a symbol of peace to encourage us, to direct us, that, a, a sign to lead us. So I want to challenge you right now. In fact, let's just do it together wherever you're at, at home or here. Just close your eyes right now and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I need, your, I need you to lead me out of my ark. 
I need you to get me out of my past and into the place that you called me to. I can't do it alone. I need your help. I need you to get me out of the, the fear and the rejection and the hurt and the disappointment so I could believe and hope again. As you pray that believe that the Holy Spirit is right here, right now to help you. The third step of walking away from your past is to ask until you get an answer. Ask until you get an answer. I want you to notice that Noah sent that dove out four different times. Finally, he didn't return, symbolizing that there was dry land and he opened up the ark. I'll never forget the time I was locked out of my own house. I was 12 years old. And I, I walked home from school and I knew my sister had already been home because she would always get there before I. But when I got there, the house was locked up. So I went to the porch to get the hide key How many remember the hide key Went to get the hide key opened it up, and guess what? No hide key Someone forgot to put it back. So there I am, knocking on my own house, trying to get in. And my sister must have had her Walkman on or something. She was in a room. I knew she was in a room. So I kept on pounding on the doors and on the windows. I went in the back of the house trying to get in. And finally, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go on the side of the house where her window is. So I went on the side. I couldn't reach up to the window. So I started throwing little rocks and still no response. So I found bigger rocks. And guess what? Finally, she noticed because I broke the window. Guess what? The moral of that story is persistence pays off. Matthew 7, 7 tells us this. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who seeks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Tell the person next to you don't give up. Don't give up. Keep asking for wisdom and you'll get it. Keep asking for confidence and he'll give it to you. Keep asking for faith and your faith will grow. Keep asking God to heal your heart and he will. Can I get an amen? Go ahead and honk your horn on that. Go. Lastly, the last step of walking away from your past is take the risk to walk away. Take the risk to walk away. Ultimately, no matter how much confidence you have or how much encouragement you've been given by the Holy Spirit, it's still up to you to try. Say try. You still have to try to live the life God is asking you to live. That dove, as nice and as good and as, as loyal as that dove was, it did not have the power to open up the door. Only Noah could open up the door. His family could open up the door. In the same way, the Holy Spirit can lead you. It can guide you. It can direct you. It can encourage you. But you have to try yourself. You have to take a step of faith and, and, and risk to get out of your past. Can I get an amen? If, it, if the Holy Spirit is telling you forgive, you have to forgive. If he's telling you to believe again, you need to believe again. If he's asking you to try, you need to try again. If he's asking you to reach out, reach out again. Befriend again. Live again. Whatever he's asking you to do.
<laughs> Hello. All right. If we don't want to, we can't blame God. We can't blame God if we don't want to. Amen. Because that is when we get stuck and when we get depressed and when we get angry and we feel fear instead of faith. What was the ultimate reason or the ultimate purpose why the ark was there? Think about that. What was the ultimate reason? That's all right. It's just a, a <laughs> they're, they're enjoying something over there. But can you still hear me? Go ahead and honk if you can hear me. <laughs> all right. We'll blow them away. How's that? All right. But what was the ultimate reason for the ark or the purpose? Listen to me. It was never to be a home. It was to be a means to save Noah and his family and the animals so that they could live an abundant life. In the same way, Jesus didn't sacrifice himself for us by dying on the cross just so that we can be with him one day in heaven. Although that's an amazing promise, and I look forward to that promise he died on the cross so that we can also have an abundant life here on this earth. Like John 10, 10 says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Galatians 5, 1 says, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again by the yoke of bondage. Listen, Jesus made a way for us to walk in this new life. To get out of our past and to step forward in the newness that he's called us to live in. Church is going to take a risk. Wherever you're at, wherever that flood in your life is, God is saying, I need you to get out of the ark. The ark was never designed to be a home. It was designed to be a means to save. He still needs you to live. Where is he asking you to live? I want us to just bow our heads right now, wherever you're at, at home, in the parking lot here behind me. And let's just offer ourselves once again to Jesus. Jesus, we are desperately in need of your direction, of your insight, of your leadership in our life. We cannot do it on ourselves. Like, like Noah, we are, we are blinded. We cannot see in front of us or behind us. We need the help of you, Holy Spirit, to guide us. I pray for everyone that is fearful, that is hurting, that is broken right now in spirit because they've seen what has happened and they're experiencing turmoil, God. I pray that they will not give up, but they will trust in your leadership, Holy Spirit. And to the full life that you have for us. To no longer live in the past. But to step out of the past. And step into the future. That you have designed for us. Yes it's scary. We don't know what it's going to look like. But we know if God be for us. Who can be against us. I declare this over everyone. That's listening to my voice. In Jesus name. And everyone said amen. Come on, let's rejoice together. Go ahead and honk those horns.
Thank you. <laughs> All right. We got a charismatic brother over here honking his horn. All right. Listen, I want to conclude with having our altar team, if you'll get ready. Uh, if you need prayer for anything today, we want to just close with just praying for needs. So if you have a need today, please do us a favor. We'll show respect to you. Uh, just turn on your blinker and we'll come over and minister to you. We also want to share one more thing with you. Say next Sunday. Next Sunday, we are getting out of our cars and we are stepping a little closer to our building. We're going to have two options for you. We're going to have an outside option where you could sit in the patio and watch the service uh, simulcast. Or we're going to have a, uh, a social distancing inside the uh, sanctuary. And we're going to have it all set up for you. So we pray and hope that you'll take that next step with us to transition. We'll also have our online services as well. So we're going to have many options, but we want you to just avail yourself of these uh, options as well. Amen. All right. If I could have the altar team come and pray, just turn on your uh, blinker and they'll come and uh, minister to you. God bless you. Thanks for your support. Harvest Valley Church in Pleasanton has a passion to teach and equip people from various journeys of life through the love and grace of Jesus. If you want to connect with us, join us online at harvestvalley.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for stopping by.